0: Like a trusted turnout jacket you've had for years, Flex 7 Outer Shell Fabric delivers a perfectly broken-in feel on the very first wear. Flexible, comfortable, and powered with the strength of Enforced Technology, Flex 7 Outer Shell Fabric is made to move. To learn more, visit TenkataFabrics.com Flex 7. Flex 7, powered by Enforced Technology. Only from Tenkata Protective Fabrics.
1: Hello there and welcome to Fire Engineering Blog Talk Radio in this episode of the Professional Volunteer Fire Department, the podcast that is dedicated to our great volunteer fire service it's also dedicated to the idea that true professionalism is never defined by a paycheck In developing, maintaining and exhibiting a professional image and reputation. It's the duty and responsibility of all firefighters. Tom Merrill here. Thank you for listening again and a very happy new year to you all. Of course, we're only a few months away from FDIC and I'm getting really excited to head back to Indianapolis and recharge my batteries and also meet up with so many of my brother and sister firefighters. Um, It's always one of the funnest weeks of the year and I hope I can meet you there either again. Or maybe for the first time, I am going to be there all week from Sunday until Saturday. So, reach out to me if you'd like to grab a coffee or a beverage after hours, and uh, please consider coming to my four-hour class, which is on two. I am sorry, it's on Monday, uh, the fifteenth, uh, Monday morning, bright and early, first uh, first one out of the gate uh, from eight till noon. And again. I'm going to be doing a four-hour pre-conference workshop, and we'll be talking about building a professional culture in our volunteer firehouses. And I always have a great conversation with the sisters and brothers that are in attendance. And you know what? i learn as much from them as sometimes they maybe learn from me every time i leave class i have written down notes that people come up during breaks or afterwards to talk to me about things that they're doing and things that have worked for them and maybe some things that didn't work for them so i learn a lot in the class and it's a great time um a lot of great conversation i promise you won't be disappointed if you choose to attend but i know There's a lot of other great classes to choose from, and I certainly understand that. So the most important thing is to go to FDIC and soak up the learning and the training and pick out those classes that uh, appeal to you because there's certainly a lot to choose from, I'll also be hosting this podcast. I believe from FDIC, which is always a fun time. We've done it every year. Last year, we did it live from the floor, and that was really cool to be out there with the hustle and bustle of all the activity on the floor, and people stopping by and causing commotion and saying hi, and that was really, really a good time. It was a blast, and I think we're going to do it again and. Uh, I look forward to doing that, having some great guests on, and I expect to also be hanging out at the book booth. You can stop by and see me there, signing copies of my book, uh, "The Professional Volunteer Fire Department." And that's kind of crazy to me because for over twenty years now, I've walked by that book booth, I've stopped in and purchased books and had them signed by some of the authors um, that I looked up to, and I can't believe that my book is now going to be on the shelf alongside some of these other great firefighters that I've looked up to for years I'm humbled by that and I'm really honored so um, I'm excited about it so feel free to stop by the book booth and introduce yourself to me say hi and look over all those great books and videos that are available for purchase from fire engineering books and videos and again FDIC April 15th to the 20th in Indianapolis and I, I really hope I see you there so on this episode we are heading back to training. We're going to head back to the training corner. After all, we can never get enough training. And any firefighter worth their salt, paid or volunteer, cannot deny that training is one of the most important, if not the most important attributes of any professional fire department. And any professional firefighter should embrace training think highly of it. It cannot be downplayed. It cannot be ignored. It must be a priority. So that being said, it's so important that there's be some sort of support structure out there to help departments get the training they need, as well as maybe to help instructors get the education and support they need to make them the best instructor they can possibly be. And I'm pleased to welcome to the show Chief Brian Zeitz, who was a 23-year member of the fire service. He's currently serving as the assistant chief of operations and training with the Kirkwood Fire Department in Missouri. And he's also a graduate of the National Fire Academy's executive officer program. And he's been an instructor at FDIC for 10 years now, and he also serves on the FDIC and Fire Engineering Advisory Board. But He's also the first vice president of the International Society of Fire Service Instructors, commonly known as the IFIS, FSI. I <laughs> screw that up every single time, ISFSI. But he's here to talk to us about what a great resource the ISFSI is and how it can really help fire departments and fire department training officers. And here's the thing, it exists for all departments everywhere, paid and volunteer. In fact, the mission statement of the ISFSI says it so well, inspiring, supporting, and elevating instructors around the world. And like I said, it need not matter if those fire departments or firefighters are career or volunteer. They bring a lot to the plate. They bring a lot to the table, I should say, to help all of us. So we're going to talk about that. And I'm welcoming on or I'm pleased to welcome on Chief Zeitz. Chief, thanks for joining me. I really am honored to have you here.
2: No, thank you for the opportunity. I look forward to uh, discussing training and uh, ISFSI. And and I think that, you know, that misnomer sometimes to your point of the uh, with the volunteer firefighters is that, you know, some of these organizations are maybe outside their reach or not relevant to them. And, and I will say that that could not be further from the truth with the ISFSI. And we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about some of the attributes and and things that the ISFSI can offer, um, and and you know when you say that elevating the instructor, uh, we literally have instructors around the world. We just um, we just had a member join from Kenya, Africa, wow. from the Kenyan airport, and it's the chief of the airport out there joined. Uh, and you know, so if if he finds value in what the ISFSI is doing, I'm sure that we can definitely help the uh, definitely help a bunch of departments here in the United States as well. So it's
1: all good. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Before we get into it though, I got a question for you and it pains me. It pains being from Missouri. Are you a Chiefs fan? I am. I know the Buffalo Bills. We, you know, we, we had a little upset the other night. It's, uh, we're used to it it in Buffalo. Um, but it just makes for much longer winter here. Um, it's, it's just, well, congratulations Thank Another you. great you want, game? Now we
2: got some high school kickers that are available. You know, if you guys. Ah,
1: oh, please, please. <laughs> just, I can tell you that I have five brothers and sisters. My daughter works for the Buffalo Bills. My other daughters were soaking it up at all the Bills backers bars, and I don't think anyone slept yet. It is just wow. agonizing and rips the heart out out of. But. I guess I could say we're used to it, so it doesn't it was, make it any easier. No, we're no, used no. To it. it doesn't make it
2: easier, and I just – I watched that game, and I just – you know, I just back and forth, back and forth. It was a great game to watch. Uh, obviously, the turnout was great for us, but uh, I, I just – there were so many opportunities on both sides where either team yeah. could have really done something and just neither team really executed. So
1: we'll see we what the happens in Baltimore. Oh, yeah, good luck with that. And We have we have a saying here in Buffalo because we're 0 for 6 in championship games, four Super Bowls and two Stanley Cups, just one before I die. And I just turned 61 a couple of weeks ago, you know, 20 years ago. Yeah, a lot of time, a lot of time. That window's getting narrower and narrower. Come yeah. on, yeah, let's do this. But let's anyway. This. All right, we'll talk. I, I know, this isn't a sports podcast, but anyway, let's <laughs> talk with you. I always like to introduce my guests and have them tell the listeners a little bit about themselves. Tell me about your fire service journey, your career and how it all began. You know, so it's crazy, right? So I started
2: out uh, very young, like a lot of people that probably listen to this. I started out at the age of 15 uh, as one of those junior explorer firefighters on a local fire department. Um, My uncle was a firefighter. uh, My dad was a volunteer firefighter. And so, you know, I kind of had in the, I guess you say the family business a little bit. None of my brothers and sisters, they're all in the business sector, corporate America. And so I'm the youngest. And so when I told my parents, I'm like, Hey, I think I'm going to do this fire thing. And they're like, kind of looked at me like, Oh, well, if that's what you want to do, you know, like the, your brother's a CPA, your other brother's in HR, like, you know, kind <laughs> of like, fire, get rich. You know? yeah. Like, <laughs> what, what, what are you doing? And so, uh, you know, so anyway, so, you know, so I did that, you know, the junior explorer thing through that. And then at 18, you know, turned into a volunteer firefighter for the fire department. And it was lucky enough to uh, transition to a career position at 20, and uh, and have it look back. And you know, it's crazy. i um, 43 now, and you know, when I was 20 years old, the things I've done uh, in the fire service, um, different accomplishments, uh, personal and professional, never were on my my radar. I, you know, I, I, like most people, I just wanted to ride backstep, and I wanted to, you know, aspire to run calls, have fun at a firehouse, and things like that, and then. As uh, as doors opened and opportunities have availed uh, themselves, um, I would walk through those doors. And then I, that's the challenge, right? And that's the challenge that a lot of us face is that when those opportunities come, a lot of us can be like, ah, I don't know if I really want to do that. I'm pretty comfortable. Um, sure. And so, you know, I would say that to, to anybody listening, you know, take that challenge, you know, put yourself out there a bit. Um, there's a tremendous amount in the fire service to do and see, to your point, you know, at I always tell people this too, you know, I've been at FDIC now 10 years and, and that's a small window compared to a lot of people that have been 20 year members. And I remember my first FDIC attendance um, as a student, just sitting around and walking up and seeing these legends in the halls. Right. And I just, you know, walk by and there's like, Oh my God, it's Mike Dugan. Like, that's the guy on the flag with the, you know, the flag from FDY, you know, Frank Viscuso and, and all these people. And, And I never would tell, I never would walk up to talk to those guys because I was just like, they don't want to hear from some little dude in St. Louis. It's a firefighter. But, but then, you know, I I met Chief Halton and, uh, and, and, you know, he's just like us, right? He's a firefighter. And that's what I always tell people. I'm like, you know, walk up to these people that, that you quote, idolize or admire or think, you know, you you listen to their podcast, your podcast, you know, you're going to have people at FTSC that listen to this on a routine basis. Well, come up and ask them, Hey, I mean, what, where do you come up with your topics or how did you get started? Or what's the thought? Because somebody's got to take over this next step. And so, you know, we're all firefighters, you know, and I always made the joke that, you know, what did, what did the next door neighbor of Bobby Halton think? Oh, that's Bobby Halton. He's a fireman. You know, right. nobody thought like, oh, my God, right. this the guy in charge. Of, you know, I, always, I give Dave Rhodes the same trouble. I'm like, when Dave Rhodes is out cutting his grass, you think people are like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe the guy cuts his own grass. Because we just think that this guy's like bigger than life. And in, in right. reality, you know, we're all the same, right? We're all firefighters. We're all just trying to enjoy the job, do the job, make it a little better than we found mm-hmm. it. And, uh, and collectively, we can do that. We just got to break down those walls and, and you know, everybody's approachable. That's what I would say is approach the people at FDIC. Yeah. And have
1: fun with them. Uh-oh, you got the big one. No, man. no, we're good. That's not me. We're good. <laughs> Lunch call? <laughs> yeah. Lunch time you is know, But uh, what is so important, and we've talked about it on this podcast before, is number one, yeah, you go to FDIC and anyone that hasn't been, and if you're going, don't be afraid to stop and talk to any of the people that you look up to because they're all approachable. The networking opportunity is second to none. But then i liked what you said too about getting out of your comfort zone i don't think any one of us would be doing what we're doing whether it's these podcasts teaching at fdic writing a book whatever it is without getting out of your comfort zone right you, some sometimes you take that chance and get out of here and look what it leads to well and that's
2: you know you think you know i look at myself and i you know uh i've had tremendous opportunities afforded to me and, and you know here i am sitting on a podcast with you and, and never would have thought that and and so here's, I mean, all of us joined the fire service and none of us joined thinking, man, if only I could write a book someday, or maybe I could have more right. high. None of us did that. Right. And so, no. but what we did was we took, we took the chance, we took the opportunity and we, and we just, we, we ran with it. And that's, that's what we have to do. You have to have, we have to have more people taking the chance and running with it in the fire service. And, and, and I think, I think we do, I think we have that stuff, but yeah, you know, like you said, it yeah. starts at FDIC, incredible experience. It's, it's an incredible week up there. I, I Love it every year. I look forward to that drive up on Sunday to Indianapolis, and once we cross the border, I get excited. Um, yeah, and then, you know, and and by the end of the week on Friday, I'm just exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, just because, like, right? You're, you're just a nonstop week. You're trying to get to this event. You're trying to go to this. You're trying to see yep. this person. Catch up, and it's yep. just, yeah, it's fun. You know, it's it's a good chance. Yep. I, I call it a giant family reunion. You know, it's it's like that. Yeah. It's,
1: oh, for sure, for sure. My kids all say my 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 wife and my daughters. Dad's going to that conference again. He's going to be yep. all wound up.
2: <laughs> so, Come back so and, true. and blazing. Let's do this thing. Yeah. Absolutely, hundred percent.
1: Uh yeah. So let's talk about the International Society of Fire Service Instructors. Um, what's it all about? Share a little of its history. How did yeah, it form? So, and sure. So it, it's you know this
2: is our sixty second year, in twenty four will be. Um, so uh, you know been around for a while, um, and and you know we're we're one of the they call them the sister organizations. You know, you got the IFF, the IFC and that sort of stuff, the uh, National Volunteer Fire Council. And so the ISFSI is one of those. So our primary mission and our focus is really about fire service training and instructor development. And so if you think about other organizations, they, they cover a group per se of people, and we really cover an ideology or a thought. You know, we, we cover that training. We want to make sure that that today's fire service training is meeting the mark. We want to make sure that today's fire service instructors uh, and training officers have everything they need to be successful uh, for the safety and well-being of their firefighters and the safety and well-being of the communities they serve. And so, you know, we, we you know, we exist. Obviously, we have uh, we have around 2000 members um, and we're always looking to add to that group. Um, and, and, you know, as, as you know, you know, and, and people listen to this podcast know one of the strongest things you can have in the fire service is a network. Uh, of resources to call. And so, you know, I always thought, you know, back in the day, you know, I always made the joke of before the internet, what well, was the network? It was that that giant list of encyclopedias behind you that you went to and like, hey, I gotta do a, a, you know, a, a paper on zebras. Let me go get the Z and I'll look up zebras mm-hmm. and I'll do a paper on that. In today's world, what do you do? You start calling around, you get information, you see what they got, this person's got and you use your professional network along with some research. And so I think that's what the biggest thing that I think the ISFSI offers is that network? You know, I, I'm looking for a training on this. Or I had this issue arise. Um, and that network of 2,000 people, literally across the world, someone has probably seen it, been exposed to it, or has an idea on it that can help you or assist you. Um, we had a success story uh, with ISF Asai of a training officer who was a lieutenant in his local department, uh, got promoted to a uh, training officer, and literally had nothing. Uh, he was like, Hey, I just got thrown in this role. Uh, my chief said, Hey, you know, try to find some help. I joined and, and literally within a week, we had him signed up with one of our training officers, a really well-known training officer in the, in the fire service. Uh, we had him some uh, standalone materials to start building up his training programs, got him help uh, with a network of people that were around him that could help him deliver the trainings. And and he found success. And so he probably,
1: you know, I don't think you'd have found that had he not come through the eyes right. of a sign loads. That's amazing. Yeah. The networking alone. I mean, chances are someone's seen it, been there, done it, experienced it and uh, picked their, picked their brain and learned from them. The networking alone is just fantastic. And, you know, even though we're talking a lot about training and training officers, there's a lot to offer the rank and file firefighter uh as a member, isn't there?
2: hundred percent. So, you know, we don't, we're not just for the training officer. We get that a lot. Like, well, I'm not the training officer for my department. So, you know, if you're a firefighter, you're a company officer, um, we'd love you to be there because you offer that perspective that, that maybe the training officer is not seeing. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a training officer for my department, right? So that's my job. But I always say that the best training comes at the company level for those 15 and 30 minute training sessions that occur out in the apparatus bay or, or in, the, in the streets uh, with a quick drill. And so, you know, if you're that person, you know, the company officer or aspiring company officer, there's no better resource out there. I mean, you, you you literally get on our website right now as a member put in the chat room, just looking for some quick drills. And and I can assure you within, you know, a day or two, uh, your inbox will be full of everybody's quick drills and you'll have a year's worth of training uh, with, with that much problem. Um, it's a small investment. You know, our, our, our membership fees are just a little over one hundred dollars a year. Um, but you know in terms of the the return on investment um i strongly believe it's 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 worth it you know for for a member of your department at least i always say it's like does everybody that would well, love to have everybody in the department be a member right we always love that but i, I think sure. everyone needs to have at least one person as a member i'm a realist um, because we all share and so you know if we could get everybody to get somebody in their department whether it's a company officer firefighter training officer whatever um, to experience what the isfsi has to offer i, I think that they would quickly realize it. And so yeah,
1: I think it's yeah, good. Yeah. Yeah. And I know in addition to the networking, which you know, you just punch something in, like you said, and get the resources, you also have professional development opportunities. You've got um regional and international exposure with different conferences and and um they go to, you, your members are on different boards across the nation, right? They sponsor conferences and events. Um, you're very engaged in not just local, but federal and state initiatives that are going on. I mean, there's a whole gamut of things that the ISFSI does to, to really help the rank and file firefighter be better at their job. I mean, yeah, I'm looking you know, at the list of things here that are on your website and it just goes on and on and on.
2: <laughs> it's kind of crazy.
1: A lot of people just
2: discount it. They just think,
1: to your point, the training aspect of it.
2: But, yeah, our members, you know, every year uh, during AFG grant season, um, our members are requested to sit on those grant review boards. And so, you know, uh, you know, FEMA uh, will ask us and, and we'll send it out to our members and we'll send, you know, 10 to 12 members um, uh, through FEMA sponsorship to, a, to an area typically in Baltimore. Um, And they'll review for a week uh, the FEMA AFG grants. And so, you know, and I know the volunteer fire service relies heavily on grants, which, you know, most of us do anymore, all the departments really do anymore, but uh, what an opportunity for your department to have an inside look at what AFG is looking for than to sit on an AFG grant review board. Right. I mean, you, you get the inside track as to what's going on in those grants. And so, you know, that's, that's an afforded opportunity from a membership. Um, Mentoring. We have a formal mentor program. So, you're coming in as a, as a new training officer or whatever. And you say, Hey, listen, I'm just kind of out there. I feel, I feel like I'm in a, you know, because as training officers, we're the, we're the first budget cut and we're the, we're the, you know, sole person in the pool. I feel like sometimes, right. <laughs> other people can align, but, and so if, you know, if you find yourself in that position, you know, we can hook you up with, a with other people that have, that have got a stand plan to get you successful in your new role as a training officer. And so we have a, a formal mentoring program um, that we offer at no charge to our members. Uh, so, you know, what, what an opportunity to, to have somebody that you can call as a resource when you're just kind of lost or you're trying to develop things. Um, and, and so we do offer that program. Uh, in terms of conferences, obviously we have quite a few conferences that we attend. Uh, regional, uh, obviously we'll be at FDIC. That's our home, that's, that's our base of operation. Um, a lot of people don't know, but, uh, FDIC was originally founded by the ISFSI and, uh, sold to, uh, to Penwell at the time, Penwell, now Clarion, um, uh, quite a few years ago. Uh, and they took over the FDIC conference, but, uh, you I know, did not know a, that. Yeah. ISFSI, uh, was the original founder of the
1: fire back department. In the right? back, in those, that, yeah, yeah, back in the Cincinnati days or even before that? Yeah. Back in the
2: Cincinnati and yeah, those days. Yeah. And so, uh, wow, I did sold, not know that it was sold back in the day. Yeah. It was a, a tough decision, but, uh well before my time uh, associated with the yeah. ismsi and anything uh, i don't you know i don't think i was even in the fire service when that when those decisions were made but
1: well, yeah, i still, still got members is- to talk about the old cincinnati days and sure. uh, i'm not sure where it was before cincinnati but there's still firefighters in my area that talk about those days <laughs> the trips to cincinnati and so
2: i my FTSC experience has always been indie and uh that town yeah. is just set up for it it's great too. you know it's a, it's a good yeah. time, but. No, it's, you know, I always tell people, you know, when you're, when you're looking for something to, to, you know, that's going to be mutually beneficial and just like anything you do, you get, you get out what you put into it. Um, You know, we have instructional opportunities. So, you know, we've had quite a few people that, that teach for us. Um, We have a phenomenal uh, NFPA 1403 program. So um, a three-day program to where, you know, we show you what right looks like uh, for live fire events. So if your department has a training tower or uh, you have a a consortium uh, in your area um, that you guys share a tower per se or something and you're looking for, you know, we got this tower, we do some burns, but I'm not sure we're really doing it correct or we're compliant with what the standard is. Um, And I know NFPA is a bad word in a lot of people's heads nowadays. I don't want to, you know, I I can assure you that training is not where you want to start cutting corners on NFPA. Because um, you have the time to plan it out, so you know we offer that program. Uh, we did the principles minor fire attack uh, program. We, we partner with UL a lot and FSRI, and uh, and take what they learn, what they kind of research, and then put that into deliverables uh, for the fire service. And so, principal Modern fire attack, their understanding of fighting basement fires, uh, the water mapping through our engine ops class, and we have a new class that I'm very excited about uh, that's coming out that's really targeted to the volunteer fire service. And we're, we don't have a formal name for it yet, uh, but it, but it lines up with those NFPA 1400 series. And so we have, you know, NFPA 1404, uh, 1407, 1408, 1410. And then of course we'll add in fit NFPA 1584. And so if you know those standards, right, you have the, the respiratory standard, thermal imaging, RIT, and then, uh, and then uh, fireground operations. And then of course rehab, and so what we've, we, we've identified is, is that those programs uh, within F, those standards within FPA have in them, there's all the trainings, they have in there the, the verbiage of shall. <laughs> and when something says shall, uh, you know, the department pretty much is, is, should have something in place for that. And, uh, you know, not, not many do. Uh, and so we, we saw it as a, an opportunity. Uh, we partnered with the National Volunteer Fire Council and the North American Fire Training Directors and uh, was awarded an AFG grant to uh, to create a program and a curriculum with an online component, and then uh, twenty five um, basically hands on training classes that'll be delivered across the country. And so we're very excited wow. about that. Yeah, and 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 so you know, and that's a free thing, right? So I mean, like you know, the people that listen to this call, they might be in you know wherever. And they're like, well, you know, they're, they're, they don't, you know, I don't, logistically, there's not a support for that class in my area. And they're like, well, I just want to receive it. Well, if you got the internet and you can get online, we'll have an online deliverable uh, that'll be rolled out that that you can have access to the same information. Um, It won't be the same as the hands on class, obviously, um, but we wanted to make sure that we didn't leave anybody out. And so, um, and sometimes we find that, right? So, you know, not everybody's going to be able to get to the hands on. We recognize that, but we said, hey, this information is so important. Let's create a, a, an online platform, um, that students can go onto and, and, and get into it and, and learn about
1: this stuff. That's fantastic. Wow. And, and you just go online if you're a member and you, you can put in yep. for any of those. Yeah. So any of our
2: programs, so any of our grant programs, I, you know, I, I, I say it's tongue in cheek, <laughs> you don't have to be a member to attend. Uh, so, you know, any of our, our Under, understanding fighting basement fires, any of those, uh, there's no fee for any of our grant programs so when this rolls wow. out with this at the end of the year um, it'll be a, a free offering uh, for the fire service and so we're, we're really excited about that opportunity to because we understand too you know we'd love everybody to be a member but maybe it's not financially affordable to some places but the information is so important we couldn't we couldn't charge for it so uh, we're very lucky that we got that grant uh, to make it a, a an opportunity that we can put out there so um, we just yeah. did the NFPA 1700, which is the standard on on, on fire ground operations, essentially structural firefighting, and so we we did a two day program on that. Uh, we we put that across the country as well. So, and the the part I would say about that is is that those programs are taught by our members. So you know, if you're thinking like, man, you know, I I've never taught at FDIC or I, I've taught at my regional fire school, I'm a pretty good instructor, but I've never been able to to break that ceiling. You know, maybe joining the ISFSI and And when we have our call for instructors, you know, put your application in and see where it falls. Um, You know, maybe you don't teach one of our grant programs, but you start teaching our 1403. Um, Maybe you start teaching some of our lecture classes or something like that. Or you get linked up with other people that are having conferences in the region and you start finding yourself uh, maybe doing a little bit of that because you have a, you know, a class class. Uh, the professional volunteer fire department class maybe or something right uh, that, that that's a niche right that that you know that that's what somebody's looking for in their area and uh, they call you up and they say hey love to have you out and uh, share your message with us because we think it would benefit our organization our region our state and so uh, it gets back to that
1: whole aspect of the networking part of the isfSI right? right so just just another thing you can take advantage of if you're a member is Absolutely. the opportunity to put in and present a class, something you're passionate about, something of your interest? Is it something that you even could develop on your own, or does do you yeah, have absolutely. a list of
2: yeah, we, we, we are always looking for continuing education opportunities, like with webinars and webcasts. We, uh <clears throat> didn't apply to me because I don't have them, but we just had a a webinar on a shipboard firefighting and, and tactics and strategies on shipboard firefighting that, you know, I mean, I don't I didn't participate in it because my area, we don't have that. So it wouldn't, you know, uh-huh. but, uh, you know, for those members that that have that or something, you know, that they that's great. You know, somebody was wanting to wow. share their information and, and do that class. So, again, completely free for our members, you know, so those opportunities exist yeah. and to share the message. So
1: I know uh, uh, I, I took a line off the website that uh, the ISFSI believes that instructors have the power to transform the lives and well-being of fire and EMS providers everywhere. So it says, Our passion is to help instructors achieve previously unimaginable levels of performance. And we do this by nurturing a community of really smart, creative, and interesting people, our members. I think that says it all right there. Yeah, you that's are it. open to your members to help make them the best instructor they possibly could be or get the information that you need as a firefighter to make you safer and do your job better. It's win-win for everybody.
2: Well, and I think that's, you know, part of that too is, is you know, as an, as an instructor or something, you might think something's outside of your reach or it just, it, it's an intangible, right? I mean, and I go back to when I started in the fire service, you know, attending FDIC. That was That was, oh my gosh, I finally made it, right? I got to attend FDIC. And then right. I got to teach at FDIC. And last year mm-hmm. I got to speak on the stage at FDIC. All things I never never wanted, aspired to do or thought about doing. But, you know, you think about these instructors, you know, you, you, well, I could never do a first alarm drill, right? My department, you know, and I use that as an example. I, you know, I, I used to volunteer in a smaller department in uh, southern Missouri at a, a lake uh, resort type place I'd go to on the weekends. Small volunteer department. I go down there and do training with them, things like that. And they, you know, some of these places are like, well, you know, we we can't do those big scale drills because we don't have the staff and we don't have the manpower. Well, what if we break down some of those walls, right? What if we start talking to the neighboring department? What could we do something with them? Um, could we bring them over, right? So we got one engineer, one engineer. We get them together now. Guess what? We got a fourteen ten drill. You know, and it's just mm. it's just breaking down some of those barriers and getting those communications and saying, wow, that we could do that. We didn't know that was an opportunity. Um, you know, I work with a lot of smaller departments in Missouri, um, with grant funding for, for training and a lot of departments, you know, uh, you'll be there next week with me at winter fire school, Missouri winter fire school. You're coming in for that, correct? So, yes, sir. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, and so, you know, one of the messages I always start in that class is, is do you know this state has free training and a lot of people don't. And so, you know, I always want to put that out there. It's like, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of things we can do, uh, to your point, um, and we want to make sure that through the ISFSI, all those opportunities, both locally, regionally, state, and inter- and nationally, internationally, are afforded to our instructors and our members, so that so that essentially no stones left unturned to advance the fire service.
1: Yeah, and uh, I know. Um, okay, you're not a training instructor, or you you, you you're not presenting any classes anywhere yet. You're a rank and file firefighter. There's still so much more that is offered to you by joining the ISSFI. Absolutely <laughs> it's wrong again. No, yeah, um, trust me.
2: It's it's a, it's a tongue twister. It's a lot of ISS's and it you know it, it, it does get uh, gets chopped up. But yeah, if you're if you you know so just think about this. You're the ranking. You're the rank and file firefighter. Of your department. Um, you aspire to you know maybe someday promote or you know like all of us we just aspire to be good at our job right we just want to be good yeah. firefighters so i joined the ISFSI and, and you're right i'm not teaching anything but i'm afforded knowledge and, and training opportunities from some of the best fire instructors in the world i mean if you look at some of our members you know we got Forrest reader who basically wrote the book yeah. on fire instructor you know yeah. uh, chief dave rhodes you know uh, fire engineering ftse you know head honcho uh, he's a member um, you know, Anthony Villa sits on our board. You know, you want to talk to somebody about going on a lot of fires. That's a guy's going on a lot of fires and, and can tell you about different things with the with command and control things. So, you know, and then smaller departments, right? So, you know, we got other guys too. You know, we got a guy in my department now, Mike Bazzoni. He's one of our new battalion chiefs, right? So, you know, you were looking for somebody that's just, you know, in that municipal fire department. Okay, reach out to him. And the the thing I love about the ISFSI is that it it's that it's that hand that opened the door for you. Right. So maybe, maybe you just, mm-hmm. I, you know, we always talked. we talked earlier about those open doorways. This is that open doorway. Right. So, Hey, I really didn't know how to reach out to Anthony Avillo, for example, and how to get in contact with him about some of the information. Well, he's an ISFSI member. He's on our website, send him an email. He's going to respond to you, you know, and he's wow. going to talk to you. And he's going to get your information to you and, and what's going on. And, and yeah. and I say that not because, you know, Anthony Avillo is one of those guys we look up to, but there is 2,000 members and there's members just like you in the facing the same problems that if nothing else, at least you got somebody you can beat your head against the wall with at the same time. Right. Like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> no, so yeah, absolutely. You know, and so, you know, yeah. you can find them big yeah. and small. We got we got, you know, uh, we got large department members. We got, you know, guys in, in the Boston the Fire Department. You know, Mike McCarthy is one of our big guys in thermal imaging. And we got guys in very small departments and Jesse Marcotte, who's just in a small suburb, just outside of Detroit, Michigan, you know, so and myself, I'm in a small yeah. little department here in Kirkwood in Missouri. So everything in between, we can link you up with whatever you're looking for. And uh, and I think that's what what makes us very cool is that is our uniqueness in our membership, you know, we have volunteers, yeah. we have careers, we have big city, small city um, and everything in between.
1: And if you're looking to learn, you have a lot of different ways to do it, like you said, but I, tell me about the happy hour. I saw oh. that. I was like, whoa, what's this yeah, happy so, hour? <laughs> yeah.
2: So, so I, I was, you know, I'll tell you a couple of cool things we do is, you know, we were doing some happy hours um, and we, you know, we'd bring on us somebody to speak. It um, would do it from like three to four in the afternoon. Um, and it was during COVID. We, we haven't had one in a while, uh, just because oh, I think okay. we went back to the traditional happy hours.
0: <laughs> uh, but during <laughs>
2: during COVID we, 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 we kind of found this void, right? Nobody could go out nobody could really do anything. Um, but we all still wanted to have those, you know, Hey, because we all know how it goes, right? Like, hey, we're not going to talk shop. Nobody talks shop. Five minutes later, what are we all doing? We're all talking shop. You're talking you know, this, shop. <laughs> that's what we do. Uh, we're firefighters. And so we started these happy hours where we'd, we'd say, hey, here's here's the here's the guy we want to bring on, right? So we're going to bring on whoever's going to speak about a topic. Uh, but it's just an open forum, right? So we do it through Zoom. Everybody get on there. Some people might be drinking. Uh, but it was an opportunity to kind of just – talk right and just like we an were online a, happy
1: hour just it was said, online right that's all online, awesome. it was just an
2: online happy hour and uh and it would really got great reviews uh but then you know kind of covet kind of you know went away and so some of that sure. stuff went away and so yeah so it just you know people weren't as confined in their homes and things like that but we do an annual you know we, we've done some conferences we're looking at doing another annual conference for instructor development um you know we have online training that's afforded to our members um you know one of the biggest member benefits is you get 10% off your FDIC registration. So if you think about it, your membership pays for itself just going to FDIC. If you're going to be there at FDIC the whole week, 10% off of that, you paid for your membership. Um, We have a bunch of stuff going on at FDIC. Like I said, you know, Tuesday night we have a social for our members. Um, It's a great opportunity to network. Uh, We, you know, we always invite some special guests that come out. Uh, we were very fortunate last year, uh, the fight us fire ministry or Dr. Lori Moore stopped by say, hi, uh, met with our members. So, you know, I mean, not many times do you get afforded those opportunities to have a one-on-one conversation with her, uh, and her administration and kind of what's you going talk on. talk about a down,
1: to, down to earth person too, right? Oh she's my gosh, special. I mean,
2: just super humble. Su- I mean, she's, she's one of us. I mean, you know, that's why I say she's a firefighter, just like us, you know, just wants to see the fire service get better. And so, uh, and, and I always say that too, you know, like, you know, you see her walk through and she's just like, hi, how are you guys doing? I'm, I'm Lauren. You know, and I'm like, no, you're not. <laughs> you're Dr. more. Moore. Yeah. You're the U.S. Fire Minister. They're like you're a big deal. Um, And so, you know, it was great to have her there. So that's a Tuesday night event we have at FDIC. Uh, we have our general meeting on a Friday morning for our members. So all of our members come in. Um, we, we, are going to roll out. We have a brand new strategic plan for the next uh, three years, which is I'm very excited about, um, we're going to highlight some of the aspects of that and, and kind of the direction we're going, uh, and, and we're always looking for more members. We, we offer a discounted rate at FDIC. Um, so if you're not a member yet, uh, I'd encourage you to join, especially if you're going to FDIC, you know, capture that 10% discount. Um, and if for some reason you've already signed up for FDIC and you want to meet us up there. Love to have you join up there as well. You know, it's it's less than a hundred dollars to uh, for for your first year to join. So, and what are the membership?
1: You got, you got a that? different bunch of different. You have a bunch of different membership categories, right? You, if you. somebody listening wanted to join, what's it going to cost them? Do you know offhand what yeah, uh, the so, categories so, are?
2: yep. So if if you're you're wanting to join by yourself, let's say you're just you know you're a member of your department whatever, uh, it's a hundred and thirty five dollars for a year, and so we, you know it's a one year membership. Um, and then it just recurs after that, if you want to keep enrolling, we offer small and large department memberships. So, if, you know, you're the training officer, of your department, or you're, you, you know, you, have, you got five or six people in your department that want to join. Um, we offer that and that's $500. So it, it discounts that rate. And then your department is a member. Um, and then large department, obviously, if you have 10 or more members, uh, that, that rate goes up and then subsequent memberships added onto that are, are cheaper, or uh, discounted rates as well. Um, but it's nice to have a, It's nice to have a departmental membership. Um, obviously here at Kirkwood, we're a departmental membership. Uh, we have a bunch of departments in the St. Louis area that have joined on as departmental memberships. And so when we're looking for places to host trainings, like the NFPA classes that we talked about coming up, um, the 1700 class we had, the understanding fighting basement fires, you know, we'll leverage those, uh, department members and say, Hey, listen, you know, we got this training opportunity. We'd love to have you host it. Um, because we know you can logistically support it and, and you support the ISFSI mission. Um so yeah. you know, so we're excited about that. And then of course we have the Instructor of the Year Award uh that we annually give out at FDSC.
1: So that's a another thing that's a, a pretty good honor for us and an ability to do. Wow. And if you're if uh if you're not Attending a class in person, in addition to the, like the happy hour type get together, you have web-based, you've got online demand classes where someone could just go in and search for a type of class that you're looking for, correct? Yes. You've got webinars. We, I mean, we, it's we, unbelievable.
2: Yeah. I mean, there's it's, it's a tremendous, a, a lot. I think, and that's, you know, that's why I was, I was really looking forward to this opportunity today to just kind of highlight it. I think so many people just see us as, hey, those are the people that are FDIC, they give out the instructor of the year award. And, you know, maybe they do one program in our 14-3 program, and we're so much more than that. We really, truly believe and are truly trying to live that mission of elevating the fire service through quality and structure and educational opportunities. And so, yeah. and, and that's the thing, right? We know that we would love to see you in person. We'd love to have, you know, the the, the, the face-to-face contact with you in a classroom. But in today's world and, and financial aspects of it, we just can't always do that. And so we want to make sure that we afford those same opportunities To those members that may not be able to to come to a class or something like that for whatever reason either logistics finances or whatever and that's why i think this next uh, next next training that we're going to do with the uh that we partner with NVFC nbfc and offer that online component is really going to be a a game changer because it's going to be free it's going to be online and it's going to be available and so you know it's it's i think it's i think it's a really cool thing and i think hopefully people take the opportunities to get that and take those classes and, and really learn when is that expected to be rolled out? Should be uh, hopefully end of this year. First part of next year is what we're looking at. So we're, we're, we're kind of still developing all the curriculum and all those things. We have a, a pretty good cadre, uh, actually a very strong cadre of uh, instructors that are building that program out currently. So um, and again, that's all of our members. You know, we didn't right. go out and search for anybody to come in. We said, hey, we got a strong membership base. Let's leverage those people. And uh, and they're, you know, getting to it right now to uh, to build that out.
1: And if again, let you, I know you mentioned this earlier. If if you are interested in presenting, um, I believe members can submit to present on a wide variety, whatever topic of interest they might have. Correct? Yeah, yeah. If you're, other people
2: out. hundred percent. If you're a subject matter expert in whatever you know, training you have, and 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 whatever you're doing in your area, uh, we would definitely love to see it. Uh, we love to, you know showcase it in in one of our webinars from a member's perspective. Um, Obviously, we'll probably you know ask you to submit it. We'll vet it. Just make sure that you're not saying anything crazy, <laughs> and that sort of thing. Which is you know, oh, yeah. which is which is about standard yeah, in the industry. Yeah. So don't don't think we're doing anything different than what other conferences or anybody else is going to ask. But uh, but it's a great opportunity. You know, the other thing too we have is we have a, a monthly newsletter, um, and so we're always looking for content for that. And so you know, I, I always go back to the first time I, I opened Fire Engineering. I saw an article I wrote on there, and I thought, man, this is you know again. Never ever thinking any who would ever want to hear what Brian's eyes has to say about anything. Uh, at least that's what my wife tells me. No one wants to hear what you have to say. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, the first time I saw my article in, in paper, and I thought, man, that's really cool. Uh, but it started in smaller stuff, right? And I, uh, very few people graduate and say first article they ever printed was was in fire engineering. So you know, if you have a thought or or, or want to get some help, you know, submit an article to our newsletter. Love to see it comes out. Goes to all our members on a monthly basis. And so, you know, that could be your start, right? Like, hey, I wrote a, you know, 1500 word article on, on, a, on a class I did or something I was doing in the fire service or instructional development thing I'm doing. Um, and the nice thing is, is, you know, if it, if it, if you need help with it, we're there, right? You got, you got, if there's, you know, you got the rest of the membership in myself and, and all of us committed to making you successful that, you know, if your article doesn't meet the muster, we're going to be like, hey, could you add this? Look at this, think about this. Oh, man, I never thought about that. Well, yeah, you know, or how do I get, you know, I get this a lot. Uh, how do I ever get to present at FDIC? What are they looking for? Well, you know, we probably have close to 50 of our instructors, members teaching at FDIC. So there's your bank of people to go talk to, you know, one on one and say, hey, you know, how did you how did you do it? How did you break that ceiling? Um, how'd you get in? you know and so it you know i always say that too is that you know that that valuable resource of just a communications aspect and talking to people and and seeing what they're doing cuz yeah. most people have a valuable message it's just the way they they relay it or the way they get it out there um, may not always work. I had a, a friend of mine who uh wrote an article on uh, on boosters and booster tank water and the importance of of knowing what your booster tank and in the the operations of a booster and he came to me and he said hey never wrote in his life you know, guys close to retirement, literally thought nobody had nobody cared what he had to say. Right. And uh, he's a captain in neighboring department, uh, a great guy, uh, wealth and knowledge in the fire service. And I said, well, write something down, man. Just start writing your thoughts down. And uh, so he sent me his article and I said, well, you know, yeah, it looks good. But I said, what about this and this? He goes, I didn't think about that. And I said, yeah, just, you know, put everything out there that you're thinking, he, you know. So what did he do? He wrote it down. Next thing he knows, he's in a fire engineering supplement on on, on fire apparatus. And he was just thrilled, right? I mean, just exciting times, right? Sure. Your, your article. But that's the things we can do is just, you know, we all try to help each other out to be successful. And uh, that's all we want to see, you know. Your yeah. We just want to see the fire source a little bit better through our own actions. So,
1: yeah. Yeah. So to summarize, yep, we'll start with the rank and file firefighter listening to this podcast. Not an officer, yep. not training anybody. I just want to better myself. I put that $100 membership in. The resources that are available between webinars, networking events, what's in it for me, Joe, or Jane Firefighter?
2: Yeah, so I, I would say the biggest thing for the, the line firefighter is the networking opportunities that are afforded to them through all of our members, the online training programs and access to those webinars and, and the members uh, areas of the website. Uh, and then of course, you know, obviously the discounted rates on things, discounted rates through IFsta, uh blue card, uh FDIC attendance, all those things. Um th- they pay for themselves coming back. Uh and, yeah, the and, discounts alone, right? Yeah, those are yeah. great. I mean, just the discounts alone for for those sort of things, uh to pay for the membership for for the, you know the, that basic rank and firefighter file firefighter that's just looking for an opportunity to
1: learn more. Um, if, if I know. remember the discounts, it's it's blue card, which is a premier. Uh, nationally known program for incident command, right? Yep. Fire Engineering Magazine discount, FDIC discount. Um, I believe uh, it was Jones and Bartlett. Jones and Bartlett discount, yep. Which is that if anyone doesn't know, they're a, a provider of training and educational resources for the fire service. I mean, there's discounts from your membership, that'll make up for the membership. Oh,
2: yeah. I, I, when I see people at FDIC, I always think to myself, I'm like, are you a member? They're like, no. I'm like, well, why not? You know, I like, could pay for itself, you know? And, and, yeah. You know, yeah. and I always joke too, come out on Tuesday night to our social, it's 25 bucks, but it's all you can eat and drink. I'm like, you can't have dinner in <laughs> Indianapolis. firefighter doesn't like that. Yeah, I said, you, who doesn't want to do that? You want to eat and drink for 25 bucks, you're not going to do that anywhere else in Indianapolis. So, uh, you know, but yeah, so I, I think for the, the rank and file firefighter, those are the opportunities that exist.
1: And then if I'm now a training officer looking to up my game, um, I can go to the resource here and have peers and information to make me a better instructor. So if I'm looking to do that.
2: Yeah. So, so what, now you're, you've you you've, you've progressed. Now you're the company officer, training officer for your organization. You know, it's a small investment. You're making sure that, that everything that you're delivering, you can vet it against some of the best of the best in the industry uh, programs that are out there. Uh, You have a network, again, that can vet your information. Hey, listen, I want to do a class on this. Has anybody ever done this before? What do you guys think about this? Uh, You know, even small stuff like you're thinking about buying a training tower. Okay, what are you guys using for training towers? You know, most of us in our area, there's very few training towers around us. So our experience and relative knowledge of them is, well, they got one from this company. I guess that'll work for us. So, you know, same with props and different things. So, you know, now you have a, you have access to, you know, 2,000 members and say, hey, listen, I'm looking at XYZ Training Tower. Somebody's like, oh, man, that's great. We've done this. We've done this. Don't forget about that when you build it, right? So now you have that as the company officer, training officer for your department. Um, the, the online component, again, for all the trainings that are afforded to you, the classes that we offer, the 1403 class that we offer is, is phenomenal in, in, in delivering high quality, high impact, safe uh live fire training in, in a correct environment, in a correct way. So all those things come to play. Uh, you know, and like I said, I know 135 bucks is not is is not peanuts, right? And for some it's it's more than others. Um, but it's a small investment in my books, uh, especially for that company officer, training officer, um, for everything
1: that you get back, you know. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. And um, small investment to make yourself a better firefighter and make yourself a better fire instructor if if you're going down that path. Absolutely. And and, uh, and you can get online training. The networking alone, I love. I love the ability that I think I saw that you can do a, a chat type for it, or you can just put in, "Hey, anyone ever done this?" And yep. all the all the uh, great resources that uh, that. We'll come back with information that you're looking for. Yeah, we have different
2: forums within our website. We just redeveloped our entire website. So we have different forums within the website that you can go and specifically look for certain aspects of information you're looking for. Or to your point, hey, you know, I want to join this group um, that's looking for something. And, you know, now you're in a group setting. And like I said, maybe it's that, that you know, we'll use an example seaboard firefighting, whatever shipboard firefighting doesn't pertain to me. I don't know anything about it, so I'm not going to be in that group. But maybe, yeah. there's, you know, 15, 20 people that cr- create that group online and then they share documents, share information, start talking. Now they have a professional network that they've developed on their own just through our membership. Putting the right people together uh, is one of our big things. We put the, the, the people that need to get together. We try to get them together.
1: Yeah. And did I see, too, that you have – uh um, ability to, to view documents and videos and files that you might be looking for to help prepare a drill. I thought I saw something on that too, that you have resources like, that, yeah, we like have drills a online, online. you know, library.
2: Yeah, we have a, we have a full library full of training documents and, and things. Um, if you remember back in 2011, 2012, probably the hottest thing at FDIC, I think at the time was we gave you a little CD drive That's the yes. thing that goes in your computer and it had a hundred tips and tricks and drills for your fire department. Um, and so we've, we've put a lot of those online. Uh, we have a lot of, uh, hyperlinks that go to other websites, other links, uh, cause obviously we can't have everything. Um, but there's a lot of good information. And so it's kind of that repository of information and links to where you need to go to find stuff. Um, you know, and, and that's, that's a, sometimes too, is, is daunting task in the fire service. I feel like sometimes with today's information and internet, it's like trying to drink out of a fire hose and just can't do it all. Um, so we try to assist with that on our website and uh, put things into, into, you know, somewhat organized fashion that if you're looking for this, that, or the other, you can get to it online and uh, and access it and
1: get those documents that need uh, to be successful. And it's not just for paid firefighters. There's a lot to offer all firefighters 100 all fire departments.
2: Yeah. I, you know, and I always think too, like, you know, a lot of these career departments, you know, they have a lot of stuff. You know, I work in a career department and I have access to a lot of things and I'm able to, you know, afforded those opportunities, which is great. But in the volunteer setting, you know, sometimes it's tough. You know, you're working a full-time job and you're like, man, I'm the training officer in of my department. I, I'm just struggling for a Tuesday night drill. You know, I'm struggling mm-hmm. for something that's going to be good for an eight hour Saturday to make these guys. Cause you know, at the end of the day, they're not getting, they're coming out for their own benefit, right? They're coming out to benefit themselves so they could benefit the community. And there's nothing more noble than that. So you don't want to waste their time. And so, you know, you know, that's one thing that we can offer you is, is you know, I, I, I personally pledge that, you know, we want to make sure that if, if you're doing training, especially in the volunteer setting, that you're making them better. Um, because yeah. the last thing you want to do is is be wasting somebody's time that's giving it up for free.
1: Say it all the time. A volunteer's most precious commodity is time. You waste it. They're not coming to next week's nope. drill. <laughs> no, no. Yeah.
2: It's, and, and, we, and we offer that. Like I said, I mean, we have a ton of drills. Um, a ton of skill sets that, you know, we can take and put in there. And a lot of things we do, uh, and I, you know, I'm, I'm big on it is, is, you know, how can we train without a tower? Not everybody's got a tower. I don't have a tower, you know, my department, we don't have a tower. So I try to find different things, you know, and, and, and get creative. And that's, you know, we we do drills. Like I'll take guys to the park and we'll do host deployment drills to the uh, public bathroom. And, you know, and I'll, you know, and so little things like that, I'm like, Hey, take a picture of a fire on a house. This is what you got when you show up. Right. And, and so, you know, people listen may may think, Man, I I got a park in my department. I got a I got a, you know, phone I can pull up with a picture on it of a fire. And that's uh-huh. a quick drill that, you know, maybe somebody never thought about doing, right? So and and that's more valuable than us sitting in, a, in my opinion, us sitting in a room and talking about hose. Oh, so let's get the trucks out and pull it off and, and use it. So a lot of those opportunities that that the volunteer firefighter, uh, volunteer training officer, company officer may not see in themselves because they're just like, Man, I'm just so overwhelmed. Well, let me help you with that. And that's what the ISFSI yeah. can do is is help you Um, develop high-quality training that your department's going to want and and it's going to make you successful.
1: The International Society of Fire Service Instructors, a professional organization that's there for professional firefighters. Mm -hmm. And one of the attributes of a professional, we say it all the time, is getting out and networking and getting involved in these organizations. And I know in all my articles that I've written for fire engineering, I said this before and I say it in my presentation. The one article I wrote that got the most feedback worldwide, emails from not just in the United States, but Canada and beyond, had to do with the volunteer fire department training drill. And I know there's a lot of volunteer fire departments out there looking for good content, good topics, help instructing. Not everyone's a natural instructor. People could always use a little boost, some help. This is a great organization to provide that help, not just for ideas, but maybe to make you a better instructor as well. 100%.
2: No, hundred percent. You're spot on all that stuff. You're, you're an advertiser. Now we're going to hire you to our marketing department. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Always looking to do more. There you go. But Hey, if I could shift gears for one Absolutely. second, as, um, FDIC, as we mentioned, is coming up. Do you want to talk about your presentation, your week there in India? Yeah. You going to be yeah. there so I'm, I'm the
2: same. I'll be coming in on Sunday, right? So we got a bunch of stuff. Like I said, I highlighted a few of the ISFSI things. Tuesday nights are social. Uh, Wednesday, we're going to be doing some revamping of our NFPA 14 in, co- in uh, coordination with Indy uh, Fire. Uh, Friday morning, we have our uh, our, so- our, our general meeting. And uh, Thursday, we'll be presenting uh, Captain Bill Gustin with the uh, International Society uh, ISFSI wow, and man. Fire Engineering. Uh, that should instructor.
1: be a colorful acceptance speech.
2: <laughs> yeah, he I'm sure you'll have a nice speech for us. So that'd be great. So that uh, Tuesday afternoon, I'll be doing a workshop uh, creating an aggressive uh, fire company culture. And so uh, is, and it, I will say it right now, it is not a, a career paid department class. It's for everybody in the fire service, because um, the first thing I say is that, you know, what is what does aggressive mean? And, you know, aggressive is a word that we love in the fire service is thrown around a lot uh, without real meaning, in my opinion. And so, um, you know, everybody can be aggressive because it's being prepared. Mm-hmm. And if you look back at the word culture, uh, you know, culture is Latin for safe. And so how do we create a safe culture, right? A, a, a Is it that's in our, in our world? Um, people will be part of an aggressive culture when they feel like they can be safe in it. And so, you know, when, when we do that, that's what my class is all about is, is being prepared to mitigate any situation that we're faced, whether we go on one fire a year, we go on one fire rotation, 10 fires rotation, doesn't matter. Um, we have to be prepared to do what's necessary to save lives. And that's regardless of five guys on a truck, one person bringing a tender. Um, it doesn't matter. It, it you know, we have to be it. And so that's what I'm talking about on Tuesday afternoon. So I'd love for you to come out. Um, I'm just like you, Tom, I, you know, I can get out there. I love the conversation. My class is not a, you're not going to, I'm not going to sit there for four hours and lecture you. Uh, we're going to have a conversation through class and, and talk and learn from each other and, uh, and see what we can, how, how all of us can leave at the end of that night, uh, better firefighters.
1: Fantastic. Well, I, I can't thank you enough for coming on to the program to talk about all the benefits of becoming a member of the International Society of Fire Service instructors. It's easier for me to say that than <laughs> abbreviate. <Absolutely. laughs> <to> <me. laughs> so, is there anything else you want to finish
2: up with? Uh, no, for the- I appreciate the time today. Thanks for having me on. Like I said, if uh, anybody needs more information, we have a website, isfsi.org. Uh, jump on there, look it up. Um, you know, if you got any, uh, we have a phone number as well, email, all that stuff. So, so we'd love to be in
1: contact with you and look forward to hopefully uh, having you join up. Fantastic. I love the tagline, you know, inspiring, supporting, and elevating instructors around the world. Uh, to be the premier instructor organization providing resources to improve safety, efficiency, and effectiveness of the fire service and the one that applies to all of us, paid, career, Uh, volunteer, paid on call, the guiding principles of integrity, professionalism, innovation, passion, and inclusion, stuff that we talk about on this show all the time, things that any professional firefighter should certainly think are important and strive to exemplify at all times. What a great organization to become a part of. And I look forward to talking to you more about it when I see you next week in Missouri. Absolutely. Look forward to coming on out. Chief, thank you so much. Thank if people you. wanted to get a hold of Chief Brian Zaitz, how would they do that? What's the best way to get a hold of you? Uh, you can email me. Uh, you know, if you just want to shoot me an email,
2: it's uh, just my first and last name, brianzeitz at gmail.com. Um, I can answer any questions. Uh, last name is Z A I T Z. So B R I A N Z A I T Z at Gmail. Um, shoot me an email if you got questions about ISFSI training, uh, or you just want to connect or something, you're going to be in the area, um, just outside of St. Louis. Uh, always looking for uh, time to,
1: to sit down and chat with firefighters as they roll through and learn from everybody. So, great. And if nothing else, go to the website and is it isfsi.org? That's it, isfsi.org. Okay, check it out, people. So much of benefit there to help you out in your role in your volunteer fire department. Um, either as a firefighter or as a training officer. So Chief, thank you so very much for being here on the show. What great information um, that uh, was provided and uh, hopefully uh, people take advantage of it because boy, there's a lot to help you be a better firefighter back home. So thank you so much. Thank you. And I'd like to thank everyone for again listening to this episode of the Professional Volunteer Fire Department. As I mentioned, I'll be on the road next week uh, twice. I'll be in Spencerport, New York, talking to the great sisters and brothers there, just outside Rochester, New York. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, building a professional culture in our volunteer firehouse. And on just a couple of days after that, I'm hopping on an airplane and going to the Missouri Winter Fire School to do a a nice four-hour presentation three times um, at the uh, Columbia. It's Columbia, Missouri, right, Chief? Columbia, Missouri, yep, home of the uh, Mizzou Tigers. And Chief's territory. I better not wear any Buffalo Bills pair. Yeah, you can bring bring that Buffalo Bills out. We'll like it. They can laugh at me. They can laugh at me. But uh, looking forward to it. And um, if anybody would like to get a hold of me, Again, my contact information is merrill 63 at AOL.com. You can give my Facebook page, the Professional Volunteer Fire Department alike, and contact me through that or Instagram or Twitter or X or whatever they call it now. My website is always updated with the latest podcast, my latest articles. I'll have another article. Just got notified, Fire Engineering, I believe it's the March edition. They are printing my article talking about my, well, it's not really about my FDIC class, but it's based on it. So that'll be in the March edition. And I'll also have that on my website that has all the links to any article or podcast I did. And again, if anybody would like to get a copy of the book, the Professional Volunteer Fire Department, reach out to me. If you'd like a signed copy, you can certainly go on Fire Engineering Books and Videos website and buy it directly from there. And I would be so honored. And I hope to see you at FDIC. In April, My next show will be Tuesday, March 5th, and I promise to have another great discussion with you with another great guest or guests about relevant events in the fire service. And it doesn't always have to be the volunteer fire service, but I promise you it'll be relevant events in a great topic. So thanks for tuning in. And please always remember, true professionalism is never defined by a paycheck. And your residents are owed professional service delivered by professional firefighters representing a professional organization. Thanks to Chief Brian Zeitz, and thank you for listening. Take care, folks.
0: Like a trusted turnout jacket you've had for years. Flex 7 Outer Shell Fabric delivers a perfectly broken-in feel on the very first wear. Flexible, comfortable, and powered with the strength of Enforced Technology, Flex 7 Outer Shell Fabric is made to move. To learn more, visit tencatafabricscom slash Flex 7. Flex 7, powered by Enforced Technology. Only from Tenkata Protective Fabrics.